Welcome to Automate, Delegate, Eliminate, where we discuss e-commerce issues and whether our guests today automated, delegated, or eliminated them and why. Your host is Will Christensen, co-founder of Data Automation. And again, welcome to Automate, Delegate, Eliminate. Welcome everyone to this episode of Automate, Delegate, Eliminate. I'm your host, Will Christensen, and this is our season focusing on SaaS founders and capturing that origin story, capturing the excitement that comes around taking some huge risks and seeing some huge rewards um, and seeing what that looks like. Today, I'm super excited to welcome uh, Ryan Phillips to the show. Thanks, Ryan, for joining us. My pleasure. Happy to be here and hopefully share some value with your audience. Awesome. Ryan Phillips started out completely broke, working out of his grandparents' spare bedroom, and in two short years, he built a wildly profitable online business. He has grown that to over a million plus a year. He's the founder of Video Suite and Interactor, um, and is focused on personal growth and, de- growth and development. So we are super excited to hear a little bit more about what that journey looked like. Cool, yeah. Any any questions that I can answer or anything that I can share that could make, hopefully motivate or inspire anyone listening to this or even give some tips then is uh, all good fun in my book. Awesome. Well, tell me, so, so we're going to focus today on Interactor. Super curious about Video Suite as well, but we're going to focus on Interactor. So just for the sake of, you know, because we obviously have got you on the show and you do have two different products that you founded, I'd like you to tell us what both do, uh, but start with Video Suite and then let's go to Interactor and then the rest of the episode, we're going to focus on Interactor. So tell us what Video Suite does. Sure. So Video Suite is just our company name. It's uh, it's our holding company that holds all of the IP and Interactor is one of our softwares. We have three softwares, AdReal, Video, and Interactor, and we have two courses. So Video Suite's the holding company, Interactor is one of our softwares. And what it is, is an interactive video platform. Because we saw, we've been in the internet marketing space, the video marketing space for a long time, and it seemed that the results from video were getting less and less. Because we would use video in our marketing, the results were getting, you know, they still still got good results, but they just wasn't what it used to be. And I think the reason for that is the barrier to entry got lower. You know, what it used to be five years ago, you know, it would take someone's quarterly budget to record a video. Whereas now you can buy a, you know, $50 software, have your cat as first assistant director and knock something out that's probably 10 times better than what, you know, you'd spend 10, 20, 30K on a few years ago. So when the barrier to entry lowers, what typically happens is market saturation. When market saturation happens, you see a drop in engagement, a drop in results. And that's where we, you know, the kind of idea of interactive video came from. Instead of having a one size fits all approach where you make one video for, you know, hundreds or thousands of different people, or at the very least, two, three, four different market segments, potential customers for your product. Instead of making that video one size fits all, with interactive video, you can create a video that the user interacts with and gets the sales pitch or the content that is right for them. And uh, we think that's the better way to do video to make it personalized. And that's where Interactive came from. That's what it does. Interesting. So it, it gives you, I mean, when I very first came across the web page, my first thought was like, choose your own adventure. 
it's 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 kind of that you know if you're if you have they they had books uh, a while back where you'd get to a page and it would say if you choose to turn left turn to page 35 if you turn to... <laughs> that's exactly what it is for video exactly that like the old school choose your own adventure storybooks beautiful beautiful um i'm i'm super excited to hear where this goes so what what does your software do that's different from your competitors well there's a couple of unique things about our software in regards to what it specifically does a lot of the features are more marketing and direct response related because that's the background where i came from it was direct response marketing um whereas a lot of the other interactive video platforms that are out there on the market number one they're a lot more expensive and they don't have a team behind the software that actually knows how to uh, you know how to create sales how to create more engagement online so what our users find is that not only do they get access to an enterprise level software without the enterprise level costs which is a big benefit in itself but they have a solution that works well for marketing we found that there's three different segments that our customers typically are so the main one is, you know, internet marketers, entrepreneurs, small business owners that are looking to use interactive video to help sell more of their stuff. So to get, you know, higher conversions on their call to actions, whether it's to buy something, to opt in, to consume content so the business owner can build more goodwill in their marketplace. That's one segment. The other segment is agency owners that sell services to local businesses whether it's, you know, websites, SEO, video, you know, Facebook ads. All yeah. that. So they're, they're using it as a, as a way to augment their agency platform in terms of like what, what they're selling to their users. Exactly. We've got a lot of agencies that are now selling interactive video in their local market, local and national, and they're a big segment of our users. Then we, we also have a smaller seg. The smaller segment is people that are just creators where they don't care about making money, getting leads, selling videos. They just want to make cool videos and they're the content creators. And we find that most of the interactive video platforms out there are targeted towards them. People that want to tell stories or get the brand out there. And that's great. Our platform can do that. But we kind of want to look after the people who we like, which are the marketers, the entrepreneurs, the people that want to direct result again whether it's lead sales selling a video to a client uh from that from our platform and they're the people that we really cater for and help beautiful beautiful all right so tell us about your personal origin story how do you fit into the picture of founding video suite and and then obviously interactor well it started i'm 34 years old now and this started when i was 27 years old and i was a full-time martial arts instructor and through doing martial arts, like I, I was doing martial arts since I was eight. So in my head, the only thing that was a kind of potential viable future was to have my own martial arts school. I was like karate geek, always at the dojo, was nine times national, three times world champion. You taught full time from when I was 14. I'd literally get home from high school, grab my uniform, jump on the bus, go to the martial arts studio, teach, train in the last class, go home. So that was me. And what we had we had like a franchise of martial arts schools, our master instructor did in the local area, different cities, and would all come together at Christmas, do something cool that would normally be, you know, go-karting or paintballing or some activity in the day. Then we'd all go to a restaurant for a meal at night. The older guys would go home and those younger guys would go out and get absolutely smashed. Uh, and that would be the Christmas party. 
<laughs> on a Monday, we'd have our Monday morning meetings where our master instructor, John, Master Jepson, he would share things that he was kind of learning. So he had a life coach and a business coach called Ina, and he would share some of that stuff with us in the meeting. And that was our USP. At the time, every other martial arts school in our area was teaching people how to kick and punch and, you know, earn their black belt in martial arts, let's say. And our angle was, we couldn't care less if you kick and punch, you know, what you can teach any monkey to do that, but we want to create a black belt in life, not just in martial arts. So all the through the grading process, whether it was kids or adults, we would teach confidence, self-esteem, goal setting, you know, all of those different things taught and martial arts was just the vehicle to achieve that end goal. So Christmas comes around and we decide that instead of going paintballing or go-karting or whatever, we'd rather have a session like a day with this life coach, Ina, that our master instructor was telling us loads about. So we had this session and she, one of the exercises that she does with us is goes over what our internal value structure is. And that was really interesting. So we've all got an internal value structure that subconsciously governs the decisions that we make in our life. So it turns out that mine are adventure, excitement, growth, contribution, and so on and so on. And she said to me, hey, if you keep moving forwards with this martial arts stuff and you get a full-time martial arts school, because she understood the business model, she would predict that I would end up either self-sabotaging later on down the line, or that I would have a successful martial arts school, but I would be unfulfilled and unhappy. So I kind of thought, I kind of back-tested it. And I was thinking, is this, is this true what this person's saying? And I would look back and my instructor, Master Jepson, he would always say to me, like, Ryan, you know, stop. I, I used to travel the world, compete, do, you know, shows, seminars, all this kind of stuff. And he would always say to me, you know, stop messing around, stop traveling. Let's open a martial arts school. Let's make some money. Let's do it. And I would always say, no, I don't want to do that because I'm enjoying traveling and teaching and, you know, competing because my values or adventure, excitement, growth, contribution. If my values would have been success, money, power, then adventure, excitement, growth, contribution, and my instructor would have said, Ryan, stop traveling, stop messing around, let's open a school, make some money, and build a good business. If my values were money, success, et cetera, et cetera, I would have said, yeah, let's do it. And that's how you, you, know, you can tell people's value structures depend on the life path that they go down. So the reason why people in relationships have conflict, you know, if, if, if the guy, the typical thing, if the guy's values are success, money, adventure, excitement, and his lady's values are family, community, friends, certainty, you know, you can see there's going to be conflict. It determines what holidays you go on, what life choices you make, where you live, where you travel to. So it made sense when I back tested it. So I thought, oh shit, like what I was going to be doing for my whole life plan, a martial arts school owner is now down the toilet. What the hell am I going to do? And at this point I was 27, living with my grandparents, earning 800 pounds to a thousand pounds a month teaching martial arts. I didn't care that I wasn't earning a lot of money. And again, it made sense. Why are all my friends saying, right, you need to sort your life out and earn more money? I didn't care because money was low down on my value list. Adventure, excitement, growth, contribution was above. So I was looking at jobs, careers, businesses that would enable me to have time freedom, space freedom, financial freedom. I was reading The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss at the time. A lot of those concepts resonated with me. You know, the mini retirements, the new rich versus the old rich. And 
I decided that an online business would be the best thing to kind of pursue and move forward with. I invested in a mentor, a guy called Alex Jeffries, who lives in America now. He used to live in the UK. Spent all my savings paying him so I could join his coaching program. And I started learning internet marketing. So from there, I kind of failed miserably for a couple of years, not really making any money, launching information products in like the fat loss space, the video space. And this was the thing that made me go into video marketing. My accountability partner was called Nick Farina. And I was sick to death of selling these $27 fat loss ebooks. And I said, you know what? To hell with this. I'm not making enough money. I'm going to sell a $2,000 coaching program and I'm going to do high ticket client work. So I know I can help people lose weight. I know I can get people in shape. And I'm just sick of doing this low ticket stuff and not making any money. So in my head, I thought I've got to position myself as an expert in order to justify the price. I was making a couple of videos to put on a blog with my phone because I couldn't afford a camera at the time. And in my accountability call that I had every week with my accountability partner, Nick, he was a postman. He was broke as well. Like, no, it was just building our businesses. Um, he was like, Ryan, how did you make these videos? They're awesome. And I was like, he's like, what camera did you use? And I was like, no, just my phone because I can't afford a camera. So I'm just trying to fake it till you make it kind of thing. So then he said to me, let's launch a product that teaches entrepreneurs how to make video with their iPhones without needing an expensive camera. So I was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? We'll waste a couple <laughs> months of time. We'll, we'll learn a lot of stuff. So we did it, made you know the worst marketing material ever, the, the worst launch. It was just terrible. It's just you know a big mess. But we made like eight and a half grand in the first five days. And we was like, holy crap, this is the most money we've ever made. Now you do your own product launch, I'll do my own. And we've got an email list now, we can promote each other's product and we'll just keep growing. Let's see how far we can take it. He actually never ended up launching that product. He's still a postman now. I ended up launching another information product on how to write video sales letter scripts, how to script them out and how to create the presentation on your computer. And then I did a couple more kind of launches in the video space as I got more experience. And uh, that's got me into the video marketing side. Then what got me into SaaS and launching software, I would post things on Facebook. And I remember this one post that I posted and I looked outside of the apartment that I was living in and my car was the only car in the car park. And I, I just had this kind of moment of gratefulness of like, oh, if I feel so grateful that I don't have to go out and have like a crappy nine to five job. And I, I, and I just did a post about it. Because previously I had to get a nine to five job because I was in debt and all of this crap. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just had one of those moments and I shared it. So one of my old friends from school that I used to sit, ne sit next to in classes called Chris messages me and says, Hey Ryan, I create software. I've got this software for car garages that lets people know when the MOT is due. I want to sell it, but I hate marketing and sales. What is that? What you do? And I, and I explain what I do, like create and sell information products on the internet. And he was like, so it's pyramid scheme. I'm like, no. And he's like, so you scam old ladies. I'm like, no, I just create information products, video courses that teach people how to do something and sell it online. So he says, well, can you tell me how to sell this software that I've built? So I said, if you buy me dinner, I'll come and I'll give you everything. I'll teach you everything that I know and I'll answer any questions. So he took me to Burger King, the cheap bastard. <laughs> then he showed me his software and I thought this software looks good. 
And I said, well, what's your goal with this? And he just wanted to work from home, not have to work for a boss and earn X amount. So I said, if you make this video, this video software that I want to be created, it was an interactive video software that was the first version of Interactor. This was in 2016. I'll launch it and you know we'll do X amount of money in the launch and then you'll have your goals. So he said, yeah, okay then. So we do it. At the time, there was only one company called Wrapped Media. They've since been acquired and um, they got a lot of funding and their cheapest plan was like seven and a half grand up front and two and a half grand per video. So my vision was to create the same value of what Rap Media offered, but for a price point that normal people could afford, low ticket, but not, but still give the same value. So that's what we created. And after we did it, he was like, took his family on holiday, bought a new car, was working from home. He was loving it. And he was like, Ryan, let's do this again. That was amazing. So I said, well, if we're going to do another one, let's start a software company. You can be the head of all of the tech. I'll be the head of the sales and the marketing. We'll partner. So I won't do any marketing ventures on the side. You don't create software for anyone else. And we'll go into business. And that's how um, our very first software, Interactor, was launched in 2016. And that's kind of the backstory around it. So at what moment, I mean, Interactor, obviously, you've been creating these videos. That was a, an amazing story, by the way. I love, like, <laughs> you're in your grandparents' basement, essentially. And you're like, well, so. <laughs> and 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 I love that you accidentally landed on this idea of video. You just went out and tried something. You were like, "Oh, you know what? I'm just going to make some videos for this thing and I'm going to I'm going to up my game." And the postman, your friend was like, "Uh, wait a minute. Like we might have something here." And then you actually got some traction off of that. Like it was like, "Oh crap, there's a market fit here." That, yeah, and then you followed your nose all the way down to continue to find partnerships and opportunities until you partnered with somebody who would create the SaaS side of it. That's powerful. Yeah, all, all, all good fun, and I'm sure there's going to be many more ups and downs in the journey to come as well. I'm sure, I'm sure. That's kind of the nature of it. So tell me about any moments where you sat and you were looking at what the software needed and, 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 it, and it dawned on you, oh, this is what Interactor needs. Because you already had this idea for Interactor before you sat down with, was it Mark at, at Burger King? With Chris. Who, Chris, Chris, Chris Burger King. partner now. He manages the, the dev team. Yeah. Okay, so so Chris at Burger – I love that it started at Burger King. I love that it started yeah. at Burger King. So you know you, what, it's not the worst because I used to – if any of my friends or someone that I'd know would want – you know, you always get the – oh, I've got a business idea. Can you give me some of your time? And I'd always say, yeah, let's go out for food and we can chat about it. And normally, you know, the courteous thing is that the the, the other person normally says, hey, I, I'll get this. You know, you've shared all this information with me. Yes. I'll get it. Yes. And I remember one time, <laughs> I remember going for food with this guy, spent about three hours uh, giving him all this information. Really good stuff. This is when our business was successful. And it kind of got to the bit where the bill come and we're both sat there silent and I'm thinking he's not going to pay. So I'm thinking we're going to split it. And then he didn't have the money to. So I end up going out, <laughs> giving him three hours of information. I get the bill. So now if anyone messages me, that's a friend happy to share any info, but I always say you take me out for some food. You, ca you catch the bill. Yeah. Give you as much information as like, as you want. Set the expectation up front, man. 
Ryan, you know, I, I know you're probably a continent away at the moment, but I'm going to I'm going to take you out to dinner uh, virtually one of these days and ask you a bunch of questions. I love that. You, you... <laughs> the, set expectations, everyone. There's there's one of the golden nuggets from this episode is set the expectations ahead of time if you're going to give away some free advice. Yeah, love it. All right, so so as you're looking at Video Interactor, you're looking at the idea for Video Interactor, did you have any moments where you sat down and you're like, oh, it definitely needs to be able to do this? Obviously, you were comparing it to another software in the market that was highly priced. What, what did that look like? Literally, the initial idea was just to blatantly copy wrapped media and sell it at a cheaper price. And lots of successful people that I know in different industries did the exact same thing. They would just find something that's working. You know, it's the old Tony Robbins, isn't it? In Tony Robbins' ultimate success <laughs> formula. Success. Know what you want, have a plan, have a success to coach, take consistent action, review your progress, renew your goals. Now you can go through that formula and you don't need to have, you know, a success coach. What you can do is just model something that, some, that you can see someone do and implement it yourself. Whether it's in, you know, a brick and mortar business, if it's like, I'm just investing in property. So I'm not going to try and, reinvent the wheel i'm going to go to my friend who's financially free because of all the property that he has and say hey what is it that you do exactly and i'm just going to implement that so i definitely say that the success that we've had so far and we're not a huge company you know we do multiple seven figures a year with all of our stuff so I, you know we're, we're growing we don't have a massive team but i just think that we saw something that was working well in a particular market which is working with big clients, that's what Rap Media did. They their clients were like Warner Brothers, AT and T, you know, these huge companies. We were like, hey, that would work really well for our market. Let's let's do it. And we add value by making it more inexpensive. That's how it started. Then as we did the different iterations each year, one thing is we we had to make it work on mobile, because Rap Media, how theirs worked on mobile was really bad. Just little things that our users would say, like, so the most recent ones now is making it work in full screen. So all of our other competitors, I think the cheapest competitor compared to us charges uh, $297 a month, whereas we charge $77 one-time fee on the front end. And like their product, their interactive video software goes full screen, but it, it, it doesn't. It just makes the video the same size, but you can still scroll. And like the buttons where the interactivity is don't match up. So our users requested it. We didn't think it would be a great feature because we're like, no one watches full screen video if you're looking at sales material, but users requested it. So we created it. Um, so a lot of it is user kind of focused. Another one is surveys. So that's the next big update that we're doing. A lot of our customers want to create these kind of survey funnels. So when people go through the interactive video, it will either put them on a different list or give the take them to a different lead magnet or a different offer at the end collect data that gets stored in the app that they can go back and look at again that was one of our biggest user requested features so that's going to be in the next update that we're launching releasing the beta version of that at the end of this month another example would be uh facebook pixel integration so when people are going through the different paths let's say it's, yeah, you can drop them into a different bucket inside Facebook and then target them later. Exactly. So that's that's going to go live at the end of this month as well. So most of our things that we do now are more user-led, uh, user-focused. How do you capture that user feedback? We've got a request. I think it's, is it interact.io forward slash requests or 
the, the, the link is in the app anyway, and it's on our support desk and it's inside of our user Facebook group. But a lot of the feedback comes from the user Facebook group. Uh, but we have this, um, this, this page where people can submit the features that they want. And then it shows what's, what we're considering, what's in progress, what's under construction, what's been done. And, and the users can upvote the ones they want to get done and downvote the ones that they don't. So then it, it just, it's really easy for us to see, hey, what do the users want? Like, holy crap, you know, the second most requested feature has got, you know, 20 votes, whereas the number one requested feature, the surveys, has got 360 votes. Hey, it's quite, you know, it's easy to choose what feature we're going we're gonna to release next. So my next question here is actually a little bit going back into kind of how things started. How did you keep yourself and your family? And I'm assuming, are, are you married at the moment or not, not married uh, no, with, no, with someone? I'm just um, single, living this, this is the home office, but living right, You home. heard that, ladies. Uh, Ryan Phillips, single, um, doing very well for himself. Uh, you can find Ryan on Twitter. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm totally messing with you. <laughs> My business partner, we always joke because he's he's got two kids, a dog. He should be married because of the whole COVID thing. So he's he's engaged at the minute. And it's like, we, 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 we always, we like, one of the things that we like is cars, you know, the stereotypical, you know, guy, guys, things, watches and cars, ladies, things, is shoes and handbags. So I got like the new Lamborghini Huracan Evo, bought it brand new. And he's like, he wanted to get a, he wanted to get a McLaren, but he got a Ferrari Portofino because he's like, oh, I need back seats. And he'll, he'll always, <laughs> he'll always, he'll always dab at me because he's like, oh, you're single. Like, I wish we started this, this software company like years ago. And, and again, it's another interesting thing talking about how me and my business partner, Chris, joke about that. It's another very interesting topic where you can get SaaS founders or if it's a marketing company, a software company where there's kind of one side of the fence is people that, you know, you shouldn't take profit pull out of the business. You should reinvest everything in. You should grow a big team. And that's great. And then there's the other people that it's like, well, the reason that you get into business most of the time is for uh, to increase your lifestyle and the people that you love and care about. So, you know, there's, there's, there's that other kind of dynamic and argument about should you create a big beast that you have to manage and, and, you know, revenues can go up. I know some companies that do multiple tens of millions in revenue, but they don't really make much more profit than what we do. Whereas you want to have a business where you can have a lot more time, have a lean, mean operation and, you know, fund, you know, the, 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 the dreams and goals that you have, which is another kind of interesting thing thinking about it. But sorry, I digress. No, I love that. I love I, those nuggets are a huge part of the series. Every founder we've talked to has had things like that where they're like, oh, you really should consider, you know, when you're going into business that you should, you know, figure out how much money you need or, or you should really figure out how to pull out what you want. And so that, that's, that's a normal part of these episodes. So super appreciate you, you, you getting there. Okay. So let, let's dive into, um, what, what did you do to keep yourself afloat? when you went from this idea of the kind of the infomercial thing, you were doing a couple of different things. You, you had some ideas. What were you selling? Remind me again, you, you sat in that Burger King and at the time you were selling video products or you were selling coaching to lose weight. What were you selling at that point? I was selling two things. I had a low ticket information product on how to create video for your business. And then I had a high ticket coaching program that was aimed at beginners. And it was how to get 
proof of concept on a product, how to create the product, whether it's a, a video course, an ebook, a coaching program, and then how to put the conversion mechanism together, whether it's going to be, if it's a low ticket uh, price point, a sales page is the best. If it's a higher ticket, then a webinar is the best. If it's, or I guess, mid ticket, you know, in the 497 to, you know, 2997 range, I would say, you know, and then if it's high ticket, you know, 5, 10, 15K, then it's better to have an application process and speak to someone on the phone. Uh, and so I would create the conversion mechanism and then I'd show them how to drive traffic. So this is a nugget for those, those, those people who are aspiring entrepreneurs, high ticket, you know, 10 to 15K needs an application process. And then they talk to a salesperson. Sure. So Mid, go ahead. So basically the online formula for success, whether it's software, information, coaching, when it, when you boil it down, it's traffic plus conversion equals sales. So what we do uh, with our coaching clients is we reverse engineer that backwards. So, okay, let's have a look at sales. Well, what is the, either is your product solving a painful problem that a group of people have, or is it providing the solution to a powerful desire that a group of people have? Because they're the only things that people are going to pay money for. So if it's not, well, let's get that first. Then let's get proof of concept. So there's some quick and easy ways that you can get proof of concept where you can make money seeing if your idea is going to work before you actually go out and create it. Then mm. we have a look at the price point and, okay, we've got proof of concept now. Let's build this out. So that's kind of the sales bit. Then we move back to conversion. So, well, there's three conversion mechanisms that are working well now that I really know about. I know there's probably a lot more, uh, but there's either a sales page which works best for low ticket stuff. And low ticket would be what, what price range? Anything that's a hundred bucks or lower, let's say. Okay. All right. Bucks or lower. So it could be a sales page that sells a free plus shipping. If you're giving away a book and it's, you know, we're giving away this book for $7.95. You don't have to pay for it. Just cover the shipping and the handling. You know, you don't need a phone close to, to sell a $7.95 book. You can just sell it on the sales page or the products that I was launching at the time were, you know, $27. $37. You don't need someone to sit through an hour and a half educational webinar that pushes their objections, builds new limiting beliefs so they're ready to buy because it's 27 bucks. You can just put information on itself. That's best for low ticket, mid ticket. So anything that's $497, $997, $1497. So, you know, $1,497. I would say up to $1997. So from $500 to two grand, a web, you can sell on a webinar. So you get people to register for a web class that teaches things. Now, the things that you teach just are basically there to break down the limiting beliefs that people have and to build new uh, beliefs to get them to believe that it's possible for them. And then the big solution at the end is your product offering. So for example, one of the things that we do, talking about that model where we sell a product at the end of a webinar is we have a coaching program that we sell for $14.97, so grand and a half, called the Agency Accelerator, because a whole bunch of our customers would buy Interactor, like 40 something percent, because they're agency owners and they want to offer interactive video or they're aspiring agency owners that they sell you know, things to local businesses, services or products. So we have a product because our customers are saying, oh great, we've bought Interactor so we can sell these videos to local businesses. How do you do that? <laughs> so we was kind of like, I don't know, but we'll find someone that does. So we partnered with a coach who has a successful local agency. And one of the limiting beliefs is they say, 
Uh, and we teach them how to do lead generation for local businesses. And one of the limiting beliefs that people say or have is I couldn't close clients that will pay me for lead gen. So the first thing that we do is we break down that limiting belief and we show them a quick and easy step that everyone can do to get leads. Okay, so that's the first you know, stumbling block that's mm-hmm. broke down and rebuilt. Or, oh, I can do that. Then they go, I could never get leads for local businesses using Facebook. The business manager is too complex. I could just never do it. So then we show them a three-step process where it's, you know, you can only spend one or $2 a day, very simple targeting, takes two minutes to set up in the business manager. And then at the end of that content piece in the webinar, everybody goes, holy crap, I could do that. So we break down those <laughs> And we've rebuilt it with a, a new belief, not a false belief, a new real belief that hey, a new real belief, yeah. And then you know, so that's the process. And then at the end, we pitch. We basically just do a cool pitch at the end. So we say, you know, you got two options. You could go away with this information that we give you and and do it on your own. And you know, if you do that, it'd be a worthy pursuit. But it could take a lot of trial and error. You might waste some money. You might do stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. Or if it's okay with you guys, let us know if we can share with you a program that we've put together specifically for people that want to get this done in the next 30 days and you want us to hold your hand through the process. And then, you know, let us know in the chat box. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So this is what we've put together. It's a six week program with this, 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 and this, this is how much it costs. Go buy it here. So that's a webinar's best to sell something at mid ticket. Okay. And, and then what's the high ticket? To sell some at high ticket. So the other, we have two coaching programs. The second agency accelerator is one coaching program. Essentially, it's for business opportunity seekers, people that want to make an online business. And we say to them, hey, you can only sell a product or a service. Product takes a long time to build or a lot of money to build, especially if it's a software. So the best way to bankroll that is to provide a service. Now, the easiest service that solves the bleeding neck problem that a group of people have is local business owners. One thing that they do when they wake up in the morning, they don't go, they don't wake up and go, if only I had an interactive video. They don't do that. <laughs> what they do on their lunch break, they're walking around stressing, going, holy shit, I need some more leads or I'm not going to be able to pay people's wages this month. So that's their bleeding net problem. So we teach people to provide a service that solves that bleeding net problem for that group of people. Now, our other program is called Scale and that teaches Facebook ads for funnels. So that's people that either have an information product that they've already got a product, they're already successful, they're already making money, or they've got a software. And we teach them how to use Facebook ads to drive traffic to the software or to the information product. And we sell that at six grand. Now, because that's a higher ticket price, we've got a VSL. So we've got a video that's 20 minutes long that shows them how we spend, you know, 100K a month, make, you know, 150 to 300K a month back in sales. We show them how we do it, our best ads, how we do everything. And we use Interactor as the case study because our main traffic source is Facebook ads. And we say, hey, if you want us to help you implement this, fill out this application form, if the application is successful, then we'll jump on the phone. We'll see if we can help you first. And if we think we can, we might offer you to come into our kind of Facebook ads for funnels incubator. And then we get, get them on the phone, speak to them on the phone. If we can help them, we'll offer them a place in the program. Then we sell it at high ticket. So you have to have a different sales uh, environment depending on the price you're selling. If we was going to sell something for 25K, 30K, 50K, we'd have to sell mm-hmm. it in person or from stage. You couldn't do that on a sales page, a webinar or over the phone. So yeah, so that's the kind of that part, the conversion mechanism, mm-hmm. what we sell in, which all comes from the product first. Then we look, okay, what's the conversion mechanism going to be? 
them it's how do we generate the traffic is it facebook ads google ads youtube ads jv partners and affiliates organic yeah outreach and then we beautiful do that this reminds me of the book traction with the i don't know if you've read that yet with the 19 different methods of, of of gaining traction and the bullseye method of first you go imagine what all of these 19 different channels could be for success and then you start moving to okay what's possible you do short tests in each one of those and then you nail down which method of communication or method of distribution is actually gaining traction so as you described that it, it reminds me of that but you focused on you know uh, pairing the method of distribution or the method of conversion with the low, high, and mid ticket. That's that's really powerful stuff. Um, great nugget. I, okay, so I want to shift to another question here. As you were starting this uh, software company, what major challenges did you face and how did you overcome them? Because, yeah, how much time we got? Loads, we had. Let's 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 start with like like what you think would be probably the biggest most common problem that most software engineers or software companies are gonna face. Uh, let's start with that and and we'll we'll go with that one because you're right we you we don't we don't have all day. <laughs> cool, and I think it's a good point just to let people know that you know we faced a lot of problems. We face a lot of problems now. We are going to in the future. You know, every successful company does. No one's got it figured out. Everyone or like problems is just part of the game. Uh, so if anyone's like an aspiring entrepreneur listening to this, um, don't think that when, you know, when you become quote unquote successful, your problems are solved because they're not, you, they don't get solved at all. So you have to get used to number one, failing forwards fast. And number two, including the negative emotions on the journey, because when you are at the paradise island of success that you, you know, whatever that is for you. You're still going to experience rejection, overwhelm, frustration, confusion, feeling of not good enough, unworthy. I mean, like when when you're talking about buying McLarens and Ferraris, like that. At, you mean at that point, there's still going to be some negative emotions associated with what's going on. It, like, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and, and that is quite funny. But yeah, 100 percent. Like, and it, even if you look at it at the basic level, like Jeff Bezos, the richest guy in the world, right? CEO of Amazon, founder of Amazon. You know his family members are still probably going to get cancer. His kids are probably going to be depressed and obsessed with social media and have loads of challenges and probably hate it. You know, he's probably <laughs> going to have a health challenge or two. You know, he's probably going to have arguments with his spouse. You know, problems don't go away. And so many people, especially in this day and age, like especially the younger generation, they have this, in my opinion, entitlement and yeah, a mentality that goes, you know, I shouldn't have these negative emotions. I shouldn't be feeling this. I don't like these problems. What can I do to to fix that? And and it's not really a fix you should be looking for. You should work through them, but coming from the plate, a higher level of awareness of it's okay to begin with. You know, when you're starting your business, you are going to face rejection. There's nothing you can do not to experience that. You just the only way to include it is to go, hey, I'm on this journey. I know that I'm going to experience rejection, overwhelm, confusion, frustration, et cetera, et cetera. And when I do mm -hmm. experience that, it's totally okay. Every single person that's where I want to be has experienced that. If they took the shirts off their back, you would see many scars. And yep. that's just the name of the game. And when you can include that in advance, it gives you the energy to keep moving forwards when everyone else goes, hey, I don't like this. It's too hard. I'm going to do something else. So I'd say that's one of the big challenges to start with at a very basic level for people just starting out. Then I would say at maybe the higher level for people that have the means to create a product, 
a lot of people create products that people don't want. So I always say the very first thing that you should do to, to not to have that problem. So I did this loads when I started. We would create a product and take it to the market and it wouldn't sell. So what you need to do, you need to get proof of concept. You need to create a minimum viable product. But what your product has to do is either, you know, we spoke about it earlier. It's got to solve a painful problem that people are experiencing or provide the solution to a powerful desire that a group of people have. An example, one of my friends, Jordan, he was a graphics designer. He's in his mid twenties. We call him the free spirit. So shout out to Jordan if he's listening to this podcast. He wanted an online business. He His main passion is a thing called tricking. Now, tricking is jumping, spinning, martial arts kicks out of the okay. movie. That's all it is. Okay. So he's got a membership site. He makes £14,000 to about $17,000, $18,000 a month, <laughs> working about 30 minutes a week. And he's created a thing called Kojo's Trick Lab. K-O-J-O, Kojo. So it's Kojo's Trick Lab. Because he's got 1,500 people paying him £9.99 a month to learn how to do these jumping, spinning kicks. Now, this is the kicker. Number one, he's in, you know, the, the niche that he's in is probably the worst niche that you could ever think about because it's teenage sweaty boys that have no money and no job. <laughs> so he's in the worst niche ever. His expertise is not there because he doesn't create any of the content. His uh -huh. mate, Sam, who does all the jumping, spinning kicks, creates the content. But what he's done, he's in, because people think, my, what what am I an expert at? What How can I provide value? Complete Interesting. You don't have to be the expert. No, it's the complete wrong question. We, we've sold over a million dollars of our agency, well over a million dollars of our agency accelerator program. Um, I don't do any of the teaching. I don't know how to sell to local businesses. Phil Naylor, our coach, we just brought him in, but we've made millions doing it. The Facebook ads and funnels training scale, we've made, you know, I think it was 1.4 million in the last six months with Facebook ads selling Interactor. Our media buyer, Dave, who's absolute legend, he runs it for us. I don't know how to do Facebook ads. So the scale course, which is the six-week program that we sell for 6K, Dave does all the, uh, he's created all the content. He does all the teaching for that. What I'm not doing is I'm not saying, hey, what expertise do I have and how can I add value to the market? Wrong question to ask, but everyone starts there. The second thing people make a mistake doing is what's a profitable, amazing niche that I can go into? Big mistake. The niche doesn't matter. The, your level of expertise doesn't matter. What matters is that one thing, solving a painful problem or providing the solution to a powerful desire that a group of people have. What Jordan's doing, he's providing a solution. Let's call it the Netflix for jumping, spinning martial arts kicks. To <laughs> He's providing that solution to a passionate, a passionate group of people, sweaty teenage boys that have no money. So it doesn't matter about your expertise. It doesn't matter about the niche. What matters is solving the painful problem or providing the solution to a powerful desire. And if you can do that, then you're a lot more likely to make money. So those, those two things from a very basic level, people just starting out and people that are ready to kind of, hey, we're going into business. Let's have a look at how we can add value. Think about that area rather than your expertise or the niche that you go in. Beautiful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, honestly, the last question here was what advice would you give to other SaaS entrepreneurs that are just starting out? But I think we, you answered that fully and wholly. 
I, I honestly can't thank you enough, Ryan, for being here. I, I actually started taking some notes on different other entrepreneurial ventures that I'm working on. Really, really powerful stuff here. And, and I'm really excited to share it with, with, with people to see uh, how uh, someone who's a marketer uh, got involved in, in this uh, SaaS world and really showed some neat things. We've had some, some other marketers on the show and they've, they've shared some powerful things, but a lot of times who we're talking to is the technical founder. And so I'm excited that we have this, uh, this episode and, and, and those are some great nuggets. Ryan, how can individuals contact you if they want to get in touch and find out more about those programs you mentioned? Uh, just hit me up on Instagram. So it's Ryan Phillips. HQ, so R-Y-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S-H-Q, as in headquarters. Instagram's the only social channel that I check. So I've got a, a, an assistant that does my email, my Skype, my Facebook messages, the business pages. So you would have, you won't actually ever speak to me. But if you send me a DM or you know, on Instagram, it's always me. I'm the only one that controls that. So that's the best way to reach out. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, we're, we're excited. And, and that's it, everybody, for this episode of Automate, Delegate, Eliminate. You've been listening to Automate, Delegate, Eliminate, hosted by Paul Christensen.